Hey fellow brain pickers, how would you like to get featured as a guest on multiple podcast shows like this one and get massive exposure? Getfeatured.media will get you featured on targeted shows. They'll design a custom bio page, pitch you to the hosts, schedule a time, prepare you for the shows and promote you so you get even more brand exposure. Head over to getfeatured.media to get major publicity for your brand. Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hi, fellow brain pickers, and welcome to episode 57 of Can I Pick Your Brain? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to surf the waves in Australia? eat Chinese food in Hong Kong, sip some coffee in Paris, go hiking in Thailand without having to worry about paying the bills? Well, today I will be picking the brain of a guy who travels the world living the dream life while earning a passive income from his online course. Michael Colbane is an online entrepreneur, podcaster, business coach, and world traveler. If you have been thinking about creating passive income from online courses, then you definitely don't want to miss this episode. So without further ado, Michael, welcome to the show and thanks for letting me pick your brain. Daniel, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. I love your energy. I love that intro. Thank you so much. And uh, I can't wait to get into this. Well, it's first of all, I was on your show. So that was exciting, right? You had me on your show, yeah. which was That was cool. a great time. Thanks again for that. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, loved, I loved listening to it. I think you did a really good job as well. And um, it's always interesting to have other podcasters on the show because you get to sort of, you got to learn more about me and now I get to learn more about you. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I love it. And at the same time, uh, it's cool to chat with other podcasters because I think the chemistry is, is so uh, so much better. I mean, we got along from the minute we hopped on our call and then throughout the course of that uh, that conversation, we built that, that chemistry and that relationship as well. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to be on your show as well. And uh, I mean, last time we spoke, I remember I was sitting at the edge of my chair because you have so many good stories and you have such good energy. Uh, so I'm super stoked to, to, to be here and I can't wait to, to reciprocate that and, and share my stories with, with your audience and with you as well. Very, very cool. Now, you claim that you can teach anyone how to launch an online course in a weekend. Well, my challenge for you, Michael, is to try and teach my listeners how to launch an online course in 45 minutes. Are oh, you, are okay. You, you ready for that? I'm ready. I can give you everything you need to get it done uh, in 48 hours, but I'll condense that in 45 minutes. So make sure you <laughs> grab a pen and paper. Uh, because it's going to be, uh, I'll give you the process. I'll, I'll be more than happy to share that. Very cool. Well, we'll be, before we dive in, I want my audience to sort of get uh, a little bit of information about you, your background. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and also how you discovered online courses? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Michael Carbone. I am from Montreal, Canada, but these days you can find me pretty much a a little bit everywhere. Uh, I've been traveling the world, like you said. I spend my winters in Thailand because I hate the Canadian cold. It is freezing cold in Montreal, (laughs) so I try to escape um, for the winter. Um, This year, I've also been spending time in Italy because it's the hometown uh, where my girlfriend's from, so I've been spending time in Italy. So I mean, it's been it's been incredible traveling and seeing different cultures and seeing different places and not having to deal with the cold and then, you know, spending my summers in Europe and visiting some vineyards and seeing all that history that that's out here as well. Um, 
like I said, I mean, I graduated in, I think about 2011 with my MBA. So I went to business school, I went to graduate school, I got my MBA and, you know, I went to work because that's what everyone did. That's what all the smart kids were doing. You know, after they graduated their bachelor's degree, they were going to grad school. So I said, I want to be, you know, one of the smart kids and I want to be successful and that's the right path. Um, so after I graduated, I went into the corporate world like everyone else and my mindset at the time was, you know, get a good corporate job with a good title and that's where you'll find success. Mm -hmm. And it took me about three years to realize, you know, this is not what I want at all. Um, and for me, it was always this like this push and pull relationship with that because I was I had started following bloggers and podcasters and entrepreneurs while I was in college, while I was, you know, I was playing baseball, I was a scholarship baseball player and I was going to school, I was going to grad school. But on the side, I was listening to podcasts and reading blogs and seeing people who are starting online businesses. And I had this in the back of my mind, you know, it's something I really wanted to do. So when I graduated, you know, that was my dream. And I don't know for a lot of you listening, but, you know, a lot of times we have dreams and we keep them as dreams and they stay dreams because we say, you know, that's a dream. That's that would be nice, you know, mm -hmm. and you don't really give yourself permission to follow it or to take action towards it. So. I had that dream when I graduated, but obviously I did nothing about it. And I went to work and I got a full-time job like everyone else. And like I said, it took me about three years. And uh, after about three years, I was completely unfulfilled. I had anxiety. One night I, I actually went to the hospital because I had such severe anxiety that I thought I was having a heart attack. And wow. at the time, I didn't know that it was anxiety. I just had chest pain. And I was training for an Ironman triathlon at the time, which we could talk about as well. Wow. Uh, because that was, that was a very, you know, it was a pivotal how, how moment for me you? and it helped me. Sorry? How old were you then? I was 25, 26. I was 25 turning 26 at the time. Um, wow. And uh, so I was training for an Ironman and I started getting these chest pains because I was working and I had anxiety. So at the time I was just wondering, I'm like, am I getting like, am I having a heart attack? Am, is my training maybe, you know, bringing up like an underlying heart condition that I didn't know I had and <laughs> all these questions, right? So I went to the doctor. Luckily, everything was okay. He said, you're very healthy. <laughs> it shows you're training for an endurance event like that. You're in great shape. But this is anxiety based on what you've told me. You might be uh, wanting to reconsider what you're doing because, you know, this this physical pain is actually uh, not necessarily physical, but it's coming out and it's, and it's uh, coming out that way. So right. make a long story short, I decided to, to resign from my job and give in my two weeks and say, uh, you know what, I need to follow my passion, follow my dream and, and make this dream of mine to be an online entrepreneur a reality and stop feeling guilty that, you know, I want to do it, but I don't know where to start or I want to do it and I don't <laughs> think I can or I don't think I have the capabilities. Um, and I decided to quit my job, literally like cold turkey. I gave in my two weeks notice and I quit. And uh, then that's when my entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey really started because I quit my job without having a business idea. I didn't have a, a safety net. I didn't have a backup plan. I, I just said, you know what, I need to uh, really burn the bridges and get started and really not have that plan B in order to chase plan A. Right, right. I hear that. So, yeah. so did you always have a dream to travel the world? Was that something that you always wanted to do? Yeah, so that was my number one why. Like, you know, when people say, like, why do you want to start an online business? And this is what I ask everyone, you know, when people join my newsletter or people come to me for coaching or, you know, say, you know what, I want to start an online business. Say, why? Like, why do you want to start an online business? For me, that was it. I wanted to travel. I had this desire to explore. I, I love adventures. Uh, I'm very curious. Another reason why I started the podcast because I love, you know, talking to other people and just asking them questions. And this has always been something that's there. Like even when I was, you know, networking to try to get a job when I was coming out of college, I would ask people to go for coffee and just ask them questions about, you know, what they do for a living, why they do it, how they got their job, what makes them successful every day. Mm -hmm. And I just had this natural curiosity. And that obviously uh, was stimulated when I traveled. 
And I had never really traveled before other than just holidays with my family, uh, holidays with, um, you know, just going for two weeks at a time like everyone everyone does for the Christmas break or for spring break. Um, but I never really traveled the world, definitely never traveled the world on my own. Um, so I would have to say that, yeah, my number one why was that I wanted to be location independent so that I can travel, work from my laptop, uh, you know, work from a cafe in Italy or Paris, like you mentioned, or even work out of a van while traveling across Australia or work wow. from a beach in Thailand. I just wanted that flexibility and freedom to choose where I would spend my winters, to choose what time I would wake up, to choose when I wanted to work. And and really that that reason is to to be able to feel that freedom to choose. I think that is huge because you can, you know, use that in any way you'd like. How much does it cost? Just something I'm thinking about, because I'll be honest with you, everybody has their dreams and their goals. Personally, between me and you and, and the people listening, I, I don't have such a, a crazy like thing to travel the world. I like to just sort of stay where I am. And, you know, I, I'm, my wife, on the other hand, we just celebrated our 10th anniversary. And, Congratulations. Um, I took a yeah thank you I took her to like this this like really really nice cabin with like a private pool and a jacuzzi and we have like we had like a masseuse come in and gave us massages and it was like really dreamy like my wife was in heaven literally she she's like wow this is amazing and like I got bored after 20 minutes <laughs> you know what I mean like I'm just sitting there by the, <laughs> by the pool and I'm like okay I had a swim went in the jacuzzi got a massage I'm ready to go home now you know like I'm ready to get back to work you know I, I, I'm sure like there are people who can who can relate to this um, where you go on holiday and you kind of sit at the beach and you you read your book and then you're just like I'm done right but then there are people who they, they could just do that forever and it's wonderful um, so I mean in a way I feel like people listening to this who they don't necessarily want to travel the world that's not their thing the beauty about what we're going to discuss in launching online courses and, and creating passive income is that you don't have to travel the world. You could do whatever the hell you want, right? So for me, exactly. for me, it's like it's playing tennis in the afternoon if I want to play tennis in the afternoon or it's, you know, taking my wife out for a day, even if it's like a Tuesday, you know, or going to take my kids out from school and, and taking them out. Or if I want on like, you know, summer vacation, I don't have to do a three-week or a two-week vacation, I could take a six-week vacation, which we did last year. We went for six weeks, and everybody thought, well, how can you take a six-week vacation? Well, you know, when you're earning passive income, that's the, that's the beauty of it, is that you can you could pretty much do whatever you want. So for those listening, if there's anything that you want to do, you could do it a lot more easily when you're having a passive income than when you're having to be somewhere at a certain time. Um, but one of the questions I wanted to ask you, by the way, Michael, is you've probably had some very interesting stories on your travels. What, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you on your travels? Wow, that is, that's an interesting question. I, I actually, I mean, I don't really think there's anything too crazy that's ever happened to me, fortunately, because I think a lot of the crazy things that could happen usually come with a negative connotation. <laughs> right. um, but I think that the craziest thing for me was leaving my hometown that first year that I decided to travel. So when I had quit my job, I spent uh, maybe three, four months really making no money online. I really, really, really struggled mm -hmm. because I was trying to do all these fancy things. So I was still stuck in that mentality of, you know, you're an MBA graduate. That means you need to do high level consulting. You need to be a marketing strategist. You don't want to do like things that when someone you meet someone at a bar or you meet someone at a restaurant or a networking event and they say, what do you do? I'm like, I want to, I want to look good. I want to sound good, you know? So I, that really limited me for a long time because I was doing things for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So after about three, four months of making literally no money online, 
I decided to look at myself and say, okay, what strengths do I have? What are some unique skill sets, some unique knowledge that I have that other people are interested in learning about? And that's what really led me to my first online course. And I'll explain a little bit in a minute because it was in a very uncommon niche and people are usually very interested in the story. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, the the, uh, the most interesting or the craziest thing that ever happened to me was getting on that flight because I was from, you know, I'm from an Italian family. We're very conservative and mm-hmm. you know, everyone has, uh, you know, a very good job. We're all professionals. No one, you know, ventures that far away from our hometown. You know, everyone really lives like my entire family, aunts, uncles and cousins. We all live within, you know, like a 15 kilometer or like 10 mile radius from each other. So we're from a small Italian community in Montreal. And, you know, for me, I had a dream of going to Thailand. It was always something I saw. I, I remember seeing pictures of these long tail boats on these beautiful green or blue oceans. And um, I was hooked. Like I said, I need to go there. Mm. Um, so getting on that flight that first year when I quit my job, and it took me about nine months to decide it's time to travel because I started making some money with my first online course. And uh, I said, Thailand is my destination. So I remember packing my bags and getting on this flight. And I was terrified because I had never traveled on my own. I was coming off a breakup. So I I, you know, I never uh, was used to being on my own and meeting a lot of people was a scary thing for me. Hmm. Um, so I would say the craziest thing was getting on that flight because, you know, I had to deal with a lot of negativity or, you know, not negativity, but resistance from my family, my friends, because it was something that was crazy to them. And, and to them, they're like, you're going to Thailand. And for them, it was like a third world country. It's not, uh, you know, the most realistic interpretation of what it's really like. Right. Um, but I had done my research and I knew there was a community of entrepreneurs there. I knew it was beautiful. I knew it was safe. I knew the people were lovely. So um, I wanted to go. So I would say the craziest thing was getting on that flight because I was terrified. Um, mm. But once that flight took off and, and I I was on my way, I felt this peace because I felt like that was what I needed to be doing. So uh, it was the scariest thing. It was also the craziest thing I've done. Now it seems you know like a routine thing for me. But right. uh, looking back, I, I can definitely feel those n- nerves that I had. I'm really glad you brought that up, Michael, just because like I feel like it's one of the biggest things that a lot of people who <clears throat> are looking to start a business or looking to start something new, that's like the biggest that's the biggest thing that holds them back is that fear of the unknown of what's going to happen, you know? So like when I started the podcast, and I'm sure you can relate to this as a podcast host, it was like the freaking scariest thing I've ever done. Like here's a freaking mic in my mouth. And what do I say to this mic? You know, I'm talking like, what if I, I don't know, what if I burp into it or something like what if, what if something happens like what if i sound really bad you know or, or like you know when you listen back to yourself or you watch a video of yourself you always kind of feel like is that really me that sounds weird yeah. who is that guy right so i was like yeah. oh my god i'm gonna have to listen to myself like talking that that sounds like a nightmare but yeah. Then I just did it. You know, I just produced that first episode and suddenly I started getting people saying good things about it. And I I remember saying, really? Oh, you listened to it? You actually liked it? Wow. That's like even now I've done this is episode uh, 67, right? Or 57. This is episode 57. So you'd think like it would be normal by now. But when I, I still get email, when I still get emails from people saying, wow, I love your show. I, I love the episode where you interviewed this guy. I really liked it. Or or even like people on the street, they go, oh, I love your show. I go, really? Oh, you actually listened to my show? There are actually people listening to it. You know, it's like really funny because I've got like 40,000 downloads now. But I'm just like, it blows my mind that so many people are actually listening to, to my show. But, totally, totally. And, and I know? just want to add to that because I think, and the reason why I think it's the craziest thing I've done is because, you know, people listening might be looking at, 
Yeah, and, and, and you said, I mean, they look at someone who's a podcaster and did 60 episodes like, oh, they're they're there. They, mm-hmm. they did great. He has 40,000 downloads. It's natural for him. Look how smooth he is. He's funny. He has energy. It's just easy for him, right? And and for a lot of people who follow me, let's say, on Instagram and they see all my travels, they're like, oh, he's been traveling for a while. It's easy for him to, yeah. to break away from this mold or this traditional path that I feel stuck or, or, or stuck on. And for me, it was the hardest thing. Getting started was the absolute hardest thing. Quitting my job and, and starting a business was the hardest thing. Getting on that first flight was the hardest thing because it's that first step for me at least. And I know for a lot of people who have emailed me and told me they can relate, that first step is the hardest. And that's why I've called my podcast Unleash Yourself because the hardest part is unleashing yourself and putting yourself on this different path. Because then once you're there, you start building momentum, you start learning, you start meeting new people, you have different ideas, you have you see different opportunities, you see the world with different eyes. And you know, that really leads me down the path as to where I am today. Because if I never took that first step, I wouldn't have taken the second and then the third. And like you said, with the podcast, you know, you get started on day one. And this goes with everything, you know, even when you quit your job, you don't wake up the next morning and say, Oh, I have it all figured out. I'm gonna start a business and I'm gonna do great. Mm. You know, day one is actually still day one. But the beauty is that it can go anywhere. And you know, you start on day one, super nervous. For me getting on that first flight, I was terrified, you know, landing in this country that I had no clue who was there, how to speak to them. I didn't speak the language. Um, you know, day one of my podcast as well, I was terrified not to, to, to ask the right questions. Maybe there'll be awkward silences. Maybe I'd run out of questions. You know, maybe the, the guest would feel awkward because I wasn't a good host because, you know, I wasn't an interviewer before that. Right. But you build, you know, you build that skill set by doing and uh one thing really needs to the really really leads to the next but the most important thing is getting started so right. <laughs> um so that's what i would suggest to a lot of people you need to take action you just need to get started and put yourself in a position where you have no choice um something that i did when i quit my job i had no choice but to succeed as an entrepreneur because i had no income anymore um and that's just you know how it worked for me i needed that accountability of the deadline and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about deadlines when we talk about uh, creating an online course in a weekend uh, mm-hmm. and the reason why I decided to do it in a weekend it's not just because it sounds cool or it's a fun concept but I'll explain to you why in a minute um, but deadlines really allow you to feel accountable and take action and like you said you know you learn by doing you become more comfortable behind the microphone by interviewing not by studying how to interview or not by you know taking a course on podcasting but you get comfortable by being uncomfortable and by putting yourself in that position to learn in the trenches. Right. So talking about taking that first step and taking action, let's dive into it. Let's, <clears throat> for those listening now, we're going to get into now the launching the course. Uh, so Michael, take us through what is the first step for those listening? What do they need to do right now? Well, not right now, but once they finish listening to this, um, to, in order to launch the course, what's the first things they need to do? Yeah, without a doubt, the first thing you need to do is to set a deadline. So the reason why I called this course online course in a weekend, the reason reason why I structured it in the way that I did is because if you if you think about it, like think about it, Daniel, yourself, I think about it and everyone listening, think about it. When was the last time you got something done without a deadline? Like very rarely do we get things done without deadlines. And if Mm -hmm. we do get them done, they take us way longer than they should because we don't have that deadline. Like, you know, it's the holidays just passed. It's 2017. So happy new year to everyone listening. But, you know, Christmas just passed. And we have literally, usually with Christmas, we have all year to buy our presents, but we wait until December, most of us. Some of us even wait till December 23rd. And (laughs) what happens? Then we feel adrenaline, we feel the deadline, we feel the the pressure, we need to get everything done, and we scramble, and we get focused, and we put all the distractions aside, we stop watching Netflix, and we go buy all our presents. 
sometimes we get in a position where we're like, I don't have any ideas for this person. So what do you do? You come up with the best possible idea you have. Maybe it's not the perfect idea, but it's the best idea you have. And you can't second guess it. You can't wait and sit on them for, for a month because you don't have that time. Mm. And what happens is that you get everything done. And I talk about this in my course. So what I would suggest is your first step is to pick a weekend. So select a weekend on your calendar where you can set aside a Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and that way you're going to block everything off and say, okay, this weekend is dedicated to creating and launching my online course. And therefore you have that accountability of a deadline. You know, it's approaching, you know, when you're setting the time aside and you know that you have that ready to, to, to take action. And in the course, I actually talk about this and I called it the Thailand effect. And the reason why I call it the Thailand effect is because when I go to Thailand, I usually go for two, three, four, five months at a time. And I have a huge to-do list of things to do, similar to the example I just gave with Christmas. And we can all relate to this, even when we go on holiday. You know, we wait till the last minute to pack our bags, maybe pack the night before. Uh, maybe we leave our visa to the last second. Uh, if you have to take immunizations, you, you don't really schedule your appointment until the last second. You, I'm getting you nervous. Kind of just, just listening yeah. to you, I'm getting nervous. I hate airports. <laughs> <laughs> Did I remember the passport? Did you remember the passport, the visa? Did you remember that? I knew I forgot something. What's it? It's so stressful. Jeez, you know, when you're driving to the yeah. airport, you know, especially with kids as well. Oh, my God. Anyway, oh so, my God, I don't have kids just yet, so I don't have that worry uh, or that extra extra thought in my mind at the moment. But um, you know, you get hyper focused because you start scrambling and you start realizing, okay, I have to get this done before the flight takes off. And then you get it all done. You get on the flight and you're like, ah, oh, uh, it's done. It's yeah, done. So yeah. you know, creating an online course in a weekend isn't necessarily easy. I'm not saying it's going to be a breeze. You're going to wake up, have a coffee, you know, come up with your idea like in two minutes, and then create your course and record it and launch it. No, the weekend is going to be tough. But okay, so they've got, dead, they've, time, got, they've got the deadline, and they've yeah. and I, I love the I love the concept. I definitely agree with you. Getting stuff done in chunks of time is the best way to do it. Now that they've got the chunk of time, they've set aside the the weekend. What's next? What's the first thing they have to do? Well, the first thing is you want to look within yourself to come up with a, an idea, right? What can I create an online course about? That's really the first step. Now, in mm -hmm. the course, we talk about, you know, we come up with some some mind shifts. I explain the mind shifts you need to have and the reason why you need to look at this differently. And, and, and I explain that, you know, this is not just you're not just creating an online course. Um, that's going to be your signature course. You're creating your first online course. You're creating a course in a weekend to help you get started, to help you build momentum. And it really starts with looking within. And I actually call this the look within method. And I can provide your listeners with a worksheet, Daniel, so I can I can send it to you. You can put it in the show notes. Yeah. It's called the look within method. And it's really about asking yourself the right questions. And this is something I learned. And I think as an entrepreneur, my biggest aha moment mm -hmm. out of everything I've done over the last three years was the idea that ideas don't just fall from the sky ideas don't just happen you know ideas happen because you ask yourself the right questions and you put yourself through a certain analysis and you go through a certain system to come up with ideas and this is why you know some people listening might say i don't have an idea and you know it's crazy because my friend james maybe you know he comes up with ideas every day mm. um maybe james knows something about the idea or the brainstorming process that i don't know or that you don't know so if you don't have any ideas or you feel like you have nothing you could teach in a course or you feel like you have you know you're not worthy of teaching anyone anything you are absolutely wrong and it's just maybe the fact that you're not asking yourself the right questions what was the first so, course you created michael my first course was about online poker 
And hmm, um, this is what I was telling you earlier on. I started in a very uncommon niche. And this is why when I created online course in a weekend, I don't suggest that you sit down and come up with an idea for the course you want to have, you know, you see yourself doing for the next five, 10 years. Okay. You want to come up with a course that you can create in a weekend, something you know really well and something that will get you started. And that's what I did. And this is what I noticed that a lot of people have done all kinds of entrepreneurs that I follow online, and, and I'll name a few like Pat Flynn, for example. Pat Flynn didn't start Smart Passive Income day one as an entrepreneur. Pat Flynn actually started his first online course or first digital product about passing an exam for architects. And he created a successful online course, a successful ebook. He learned how to create an online business there. He was successful in that niche, and then he started teaching people how they can do the same. Hmm. We could take someone else, for example, Ramit Sethi, who teaches people how to create online courses, online business. He started in personal finance. We could talk about Derek Halpern, for example. He started with actually started with gossip blogs, and he learned how to drive traffic to gossip blogs. And now he teaches people how to drive traffic to their blogs. We could talk about Lewis Howes, who started about you know courses about uh, LinkedIn. So everyone started in it's their really own niche. Interesting. Everyone started. Yeah. Yeah, everyone started in their own niche. Everyone started with something they know really well and they taught it to other people. And then they learned the whole process about creating an online business. And then they started teaching people how to create an online business. And that's actually what happened with me. And this kind of happened naturally because like I was telling you earlier, the first three, four months I spent, you know, trying to be a, a marketing strategist and really made no money. Mm. And then I looked at myself and I said, okay, you know, what course can I create? Because I saw people talking about online courses. I saw t people talking about um, you know, um, selling on webinars and having a digital product. So I said, okay, I want to create an online course. But again, I feel like I have nothing to offer the world. So what I did was I asked myself certain questions and I came up with the idea of online poker because in college I played online poker. I was, I wouldn't say I was a professional, but I, I was, I mean, I was a student, so I wasn't a professional, but I was making a full-time income playing online poker from my dorm room. Wow. So when it came down to it and I looked at myself honestly and I said, okay, without any, um, you know, without any bias, without any worries, because I was, I didn't want to be labeled as a poker player. I had a lot of these limiting beliefs <laughs> and that's why I never considered online poker as something I could teach. Um, but when I was able to put that aside, I was able to, uh, say, you know, I have this skill. I know people want to learn about it because a lot of people play online poker. It's very popular. Uh, I was, I'm very successful and there's a lot of statistics out there that I can show uh, people that it's something that I'm able to do and able to do well. Um, so make a long story short, I created my first course on online poker and I put it out into the world and I started learning how to create an online business around the course because I mean, I had never taken a course before that. I had read blogs, I'd listened to podcasts. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I never applied it. So uh, with this online course about online poker, I was able to learn how to create an online course. I created my first WordPress site. I created <laughs> my first podcast, which only lasted about five episodes. But again, it was in the poker space. Uh -huh. I learned how to sell the course. I started blogging. I started learning about, you know, getting traffic and building an email list and, you know, selling and writing sales copy. <laughs> then I learned about webinars. And that's really when my business took off. So uh, what I was saying earlier, you know, how one thing leads to the next. I started learning about webinars and saying, okay, how can I maximize uh, webinars? How can I really take advantage of webinars? Because uh, they're working really, really well for everyone. They started working for me, and I want to be able to um, really take it to the next level. Okay, so, what so happened the thing was, is, Michael, the thing is, I'm just thinking as a listener to this, 
I would be getting right now, I, I would be getting overwhelmed because I'm hearing podcast, webinars, traffic, social, like, you know, so many different things. And what I really want to try and do is I want to try and like take it step by step and like break it down. So we've got like the, the time, the time, uh, capsule you're right the weekend then we've got this i sitting down and coming up with an idea so imagine we've got an idea in fact i've got a great idea i actually want to do an online course for my company i've launched called get featured uh i don't know if you 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 know about it yet yeah um, definitely. but but i i started a company called get featured where we get people featured on podcast shows and so one of the things that myself and my partner jeremy slate was thinking is is we should be definitely doing webinars but why don't we also do a course on how to get featured, but not just on podcast shows, but also just to get publicity for your brand. So let's just take that as like a guinea pig example. So I've got my idea. Okay, I want to do a course on how to get publicity for your brand. What's the next step? I'm sitting down at my laptop. It's Friday afternoon. I've cleared out the whole weekend. Now what do I do? Okay, and I'm glad that you got overwhelmed. And the reason why I'm glad that you felt overwhelmed is because we all feel overwhelmed when we start looking at online business. And that's what I was trying to get at with the idea is because we want to start an online business. We start, want to start an online course and we start thinking, okay, I need to do webinars. I need to podcast. I need to, and then we feel overwhelmed. So yes. the idea behind my course or behind online course in a weekend is we set aside a weekend to focus only on creating the course. So we don't have to worry about anything else because we know that once the course is created, we can create the business around it. So once you come up with your idea, and again, I'm going to mention a few questions for those who are listening. Here are some questions that you can ask yourself. If you're not like Daniel or you're not like myself and you don't have an idea just yet, um, if you want to write down a few questions, again, I can send this worksheet over to you, Daniel, so you can put it in the show notes. But yeah. I'll, I'll, come, I'll, I'll, um, I'll ask you two of them where you can write down my two favorite ones that really stimulate ideas. Um, and one of them is here, uh, write down five to ten areas in your life that you went through a big change or a big transformation in the last two to three years. Now, the reason why this is important is because if you went through a transformation, that means you learned about something. Also, you got some tangible results, and therefore you can teach people the process you went through while making it unique to you and your journey and your story. So mm. a good question to ask yourself is to say, okay, here's a big change or a big transformation I made in my life, and here's how I can teach other people how to do it. And my other favorite is, what do you do when you're on holiday or vacation? So what do you still read about? What do you still, you know, read magazines or books or blogs about? Which podcast do you listen to? What do you still do while you're on holiday or vacation? Mm -hmm. When you're away from work, you know, what's that stuff that you still do? Because you obviously you still do it because you enjoy doing it. Right. So those could be two questions you can ask yourself uh, to come up with those ideas. Now, that's something you do on Saturday morning. If we're following the structure I teach in my course, you know, Friday night is really reserved to an orientation. So think of it as a, you go to a live workshop, you get there on a Friday night, you meet the people, you meet the people in the group, you um, get an orientation, you get ready for the weekend. And then Saturday morning, we begin with coming up with an idea. Okay. Once we come up with an idea, we start getting super specific as to, you know, what specific question we can answer within that niche. So if we go back to my idea, let's say my idea was online poker, right? Your idea is how to get featured. Um, in the course, I teach you to get super specific on one element within that niche because you could say, okay, I can teach you how to get featured for podcasts, for example. Mm -hmm. In my course about online poker, it wasn't like how to win at online poker because online poker, there's many different structures and formats and speeds. There's cash games and tournaments, right? So mm -hmm. I got very specific into heads up sitting goes. So one-on-one -on -one tournaments and a very specific structure. So hyper turbo, which was a very fast structure. So once you get super specific, you're able to target the exact 
audience that you want and target their exact desires and their exact fears, and you're able to solve their problem. So one other example, someone who's in health and fitness, you don't want to just create a course on how to lose weight, but you can create a course on how to get six-pack abs, or like my friend Steve Weatherford, who created a course on how to grow your biceps by two inches. So something very, very specific. Okay, so um, that's what I suggest you do. After you come up with an idea, you do some some research as to get specific to solve one particular problem. We don't want to solve the, the world or the entire industry because we only have a weekend, right? So in the weekend, we want to create a very specific course. Um, and then once you're uh, very specific about your idea, I teach you how to outline your course so that on Sunday, the course creation process becomes very simple and very seamless because you're able to just create the course. You don't have to think about what's going to be in module one, what's going to be in module two. This is what we do on Sunday, sorry, Saturday afternoon to Saturday night. So we're going to mm-hmm. outline our course. And um, do, you, do you have any uh, creative ways as to how you would outline a course, Daniel? Well, I was going to ask you that question. One of the questions I was going to ask you is there's two types of courses that I've seen out there. Um, one is a sort of like a membership site, which is basically, you know, you pay you know, $50 a month or $30 a month or $100 a month. And it's like for the lifetime. So, you know, as long as you want, you can be part of the membership and every week there's new content and whatever it is. Whereas the other thing I've seen is a course where it's like, you know, here's a six week course or a five week course or a four part series or whatever it is. And there's a price, you know, whether it's, you know, $200 or $300, whatever the price is. And we'll get into that as well because I wanted to ask you about pricing points. But I, I guess I'll, the question I have for you is, what have you seen in your experience has been the most profitable, the best um, in terms of length of time for a course? In terms of creating a course, now this is, I, this is something I had to learn the hard way because in my first course, I created a course, and it's embarrassing to say, but I created a course that was 25 hours long. <laughs> and the reason, yeah, I laugh too now. Uh, yeah. At the time, I thought, you know, the more content, the more value, right? Mm. And that's actually not the case. People don't want more content. People want actionable, specific content, something that they can go from point A to point B very easily, very seamlessly, and very in, and get a very specific result. That's why in my course, I teach you how to create a course in a weekend. And then we talk about the business side after because we don't want to get overwhelmed by all the things that we were talking about earlier, right? So we'll keep it very simple. And what I suggest to all course creators is to be very specific. Don't solve you know, a huge problem or 10 problems in one course only solve one. So what I suggest is to come up with 10 to 15 videos in your course of about two to seven minutes each. So very small, bite-sized, actionable content in every video, something that people can watch, something that is very, like like I said, bite-sized, that you can watch one video, take action, and then come back, watch the next video, take action again. So Michael, how many is that? You said six videos? About 10 to 15 videos. 10 to 15 videos and from two to how many minutes? Two to seven minutes each. Two to seven minutes. So what's the total length of time? So that's about two hours, right under about two, two hours. hours for a total okay. for the entire course. And what would be a, like a price? I feel like the reason why a lot of people try to do more content is because they want to charge more and they just feel like for two hours of content, what can you charge already? Right, right, right. 
Exactly. And that's something that I had asked myself as well. So um, obviously, there's many different things you can do with online courses. The method I suggest and the method I teach for people who want to get started and mm -hmm. the fact that we're using a time constraint of a weekend is to create a course. of a, It's going to be your first online course for people who are getting started in online courses. So okay. we want to keep it very consistent and very specific so that we don't get stuck and we don't get you know, we don't face obstacles where we were, we're trapped and we're paralyzed because, mm -hmm. again, as entrepreneurs as well, just like people who are taking your course, if you feel like, you know, I have to create a 10-hour course or I have to create a $2,000 course, mm. you know, you're going to start feeling, you know, I've never done this before. I don't think I can pull that off. Maybe I need a studio. Maybe I need a, a crew to record <laughs> and edit and film. Right. So we're going to keep it very simple. We're going to create a course of under about two hours, just a little under. Okay. And what's the, what's the, the, price, the point? price point I suggest? Yeah, the price point I suggest we charge here for a first course is forty nine dollars. Mm -hmm. And in the course, I teach you something that I call the ladder method. So it's called the course ladder method. And we talk about how one course really needs leads to the next. And once you have your first course created, you can learn all about creating the course. You can learn about creating the business around it. And then you can transition, you know, in a year, two years to your next course. And your next course could be one step up on the ladder. And mm. that could be at a higher price point because now you have all the experience, you have all the knowledge, and you have more expertise that you can therefore charge a premium price. So quick, quick what question. I suggest is, yep. Michael, just, I hear what you're saying in terms of you want to get someone in at a cheap, at a lower price course so that way you can then upsell on, on, a, on a more expensive course. Why is it not easier or better to just do a, um, a webinar. You do a webinar you, and you upsell from the webinar. Why do a, a course? Well, I mean, a webinar is something I've used in the past to uh, sell my courses. I haven't really used webinars in order to um, to deliver content. Okay. Uh, the only thing that I've done with webinars that is a little different is that I've so I've pre-sold an event that I then hosted live. Um, which I guess you can call it a kind of like a webinar or a live workshop, which I've yeah. then recorded and sold as a course. Okay. So. Um, that's something I've experimented with in the past, but what I've noticed is that, you know, now I'm, I'm striving for something that has a little higher quality, same with same with the higher production value. So mm -hmm. I don't want to do something that is just like a, a webinar that I record and then sell. Um, I'm able to now have, I want some like studio lights and you know, it's my third course. So I'm trying to strive for something that's a little more, um, higher on the production value. So people have a better experience other than just watching a screen with slides. Go so ahead. in the course, you know, I'm, I'm there, I'm on screen, I'm recorded, like I'm, I'm sitting at a chair, you know, speaking to you with my laptop top next to me right, rather than just recording my screen that's another question that i was going to ask you as well is people listening to this they've never never, never done a course before are they using slides are they sitting in front of a, a, a camera um and again if they're sitting in front of a camera which it sounds like that's what you're suggesting isn't that a bit boring to see someone's face for two hours like just to watch someone's face um, right what, what's yeah, your so opinion on that yeah, so for sure. I mean, what I suggest in the course is, again, this course is to help people get unstuck. It's to help kill procrastination. It's to help people get started. So I've really eliminated all the barriers. So people who are camera shy and don't want to be on camera, don't worry, you don't need to be on camera. If you don't have an idea yet, don't worry, we'll teach you how to come up with an idea. If you don't know what to price your course at, don't worry, that's taken care of. If you don't know, mm -hmm. you know how many videos to create, the length, how to structure your modules, don't worry, that's taken care of. So what I want to do with this course is that I want to remove all the barriers and all the obstacles and all the questions we ask ourselves or the things that make us feel unworthy or the things that stop us from taking action. So what I do recommend in the course is to actually film your screen and record your slides so that you don't get stuck being you know, camera shy if you've never been in front of a camera before. 
Um, we don't need these extra obstacles. You know, these are things that I tell you in the course that you're able to do later on. So if you're taking courses now of like $500 or $1,000 or more, you might see production value, you might see people in front of the camera. And that might be a reason why you feel like, you know, I can't create a course. Hmm. Um, but what I do suggest in the course for your first online course is you do want to film your screen. So you want to have a slideshow, something very simple, very clean, you know, just with a header and your couple of bullets where you talk over your slides and you teach your expertise. Um, but what I'm saying for, for being in front of a camera is, something that I enjoy, uh, something that I've, I've put into this course because it's at a higher price point. It's not a $49 course either. And it's something that, I mean, it's not the entire course that is me in front of the camera. I'm introducing each module. I'm there, you know, on camera every once in a while. And then when there's something a little more technical, then I have the slides to help people, you know, follow along with the content and follow the information a lot easier. Very cool. And what platform do you use to host to, to, to host the course? So what I use and what I really recommend to everyone is Thinkific. I think it's a platform that is super simple and super easy to use that also has a lot of different customizable options that has a lot of advanced options as well. So if you haven't heard of Thinkific, check out thinkific.com. Um, mm-hmm. They're great. And uh, it's something I use as well because, and something I could recommend as well, I should say, is because they make the process very simple. And I remember something that I used to get stuck with is, you know, my first online course, I wasn't the best WordPress or Squarespace user. Mm-hmm. I had a very, very basic blog. I didn't know how to create a members area. I didn't want to just send people to, you know, YouTube videos that were private that had a password because it doesn't create the best customer experience either. Mm-hmm. So with Thinkific, you're able to get started very fast. They have very clean templates that you, you know, select one of the three. Uh, you're able to upload your courses by just clicking the upload button, put all your videos there. They're, they give you a sales page that comes with it as well that you can just fill in, you know, their template and have a sales page. So it allows you to have everything done in one place. So number one, if you don't have a website yet, don't worry. You don't need a website before you can create your first online course because you can create an online course in a weekend hosted on Thinkific, and you have a sales page, and you have your course hosted. It doesn't right. have to be on your own URL. It can be all taken care of for you. How, um, how, is, Think, you, how is Thinkific different from, let's say, I mean, I did a, a little bit of research myself because I obviously I told you I wanted to, to do a course as well. Um, there's, a, there's something called Teachable, and there's a few others as well. I can't remember the names, but um, how is Thinkific different to Teachable, for example? How is it better? Um, for me, I've experimented with both. Now, I don't want to rain on someone else's parade yeah. either, but uh, I just like Teachable because I find there's less there's less Thinkific, options. You mean you mean Thinkific? You just sorry, said- yes, exactly. I, I've used Teachable as well, um, but I think Thinkific is more appropriate for what I'm doing and with my what my students are doing because there are less options, which make it easier to use, and at the same time, uh, you don't have that paradox of choice once again. You know, a hundred yeah. themes, different colors. Um, because we do have a weekend and we do want to get it up with right. limited options because that may, it helps us make decisions. And I do teach in the course something that I talk about a lot is good enough is perfect because yeah. a lot of us try to make everything so perfect that we never launch. We try to make everything so perfect that we never, you know, finish. I, I remember something I struggle with a lot is that I would write a blog post or I'd do a video and then I would never publish it. I probably have like a hundred blog posts on my computer that I never publish because, you know, I'd, I'd write in, then I'd say it's not good enough and then I want to get it edited and then I'd go back and, and I'd never finish it. So uh, what I've learned is that literally good enough is perfect. Get started and learn on the go. So for me, Thinkific works great. For my students, they love it as well because it's very simple to use and it has all the, all the options you need and it's just very, very simple. So uh, how, much does it cost, it. how much does it cost to, to use that, uh, 
platform? They they are priced uh, very competitively with with all the other platforms that you've looked at or you mentioned. I think they're priced the same, like Teachable. They have uh-huh. many different options, so there's a bit for everyone. There's a free option that you're able to join and start your course for free, upload your course for free, and then every buyer you give uh, a commission. So I think it's about ten percent of every sale goes to te- uh, goes to Thinkific or Teachable, depending on which one you use. Okay. Um, if it's a free subscription. Right. And then By the based way, for on those... how many sales you're making, you're able to, to upgrade to a business plan or a pro plan, plan and, and then you're paying a monthly fee, but you're not paying any percentage of sales anymore. Right. By the way, for those listening, if you if you want to check out the links to Thinkific and uh, Teachable, and, and I'll probably put in a few of the other other ones as well and everything that we've talked about in this uh, episode so far all the links are in my show notes if you go to uh, www.danielgeffen.com forward slash 57 you'll find all of the links in the show notes there now so i'm sitting in front of my laptop it's a saturday and well i'm jewish so i wouldn't be doing this because i keep the sabbath but uh, i'm sitting there in front of the laptop and i've got my idea I've uh, got my platform, right? The um, Thinkific or whichever one you choose. Okay, now I know that I'm creating a two-hour course which will be broken down into about 10 to 15 videos. Uh, by the way, how, how, do you, um, how do you deliver the videos? How are they delivered and how often and over what period of time are they delivered to the, to the customer? Um, so what I do with my course is that I, I deliver the entire course upon purchase because people want to do it in a weekend and I have people who buy the course on a Wednesday night and want to get started on a Friday. And the way this course that I've created is structured, it's structured a little differently than just another digital product. It's not just more information, but it's actually structured like an experience. So on Friday, so in module one, it's called Friday night, module two is Saturday, module three is Sunday, and then module four is called Beyond the Weekend, where I teach you how to create the business around the course that you just created. Um, but it comes with a course schedule. So it tells you, you know, it starts on Friday night at 8 p.m., go watch this video, then do this worksheet, and Saturday you wake up at this time, and at 9 a.m. it begins, and you have a video of about 30 minutes, and and it's really structured like a live, in-person workshop, just that it's taken online, and it's done so that you can do it at your own pace, and mm-hmm. still feel like you're following a structure, so you have timelines, I say, okay, this is a worksheet you need to fill out, you have 30 minutes to do it, so go do it and come back at 9.30 when it's complete to watch the next video, so everything is really laid out for you, you know exactly how long you have to do everything, And it really helps people who are procrastinating to get over the procrastination. And the same thing for people who are perfectionists. It helps them fight that perfectionist because they realize like, okay, I have an hour to complete this task. Let me do the best possible job I can do in one hour and then move on. And you don't get stuck, you know, trying to make it better and better and better and realizing that there's really no end to that. Um, So to go back to your question, how do I deliver the videos? Well, I use a program to record my screen or this is what I teach people in the course. What I suggest everyone does is that once you create your slides, you just want to record your screen with a software. If you're on a Mac, you can use uh, QuickTime. It's, it's, I think it's already included in your Mac. If you're yep. on PC, I suggest you use a ScreenFlow or Camtasia. Um, yep. These are programs you can buy, and they're very simple to use. It's literally click and drag. You select the area you want to record. You hit record, and you start speaking over your slides. Um, and then what I suggest is that you're going to edit your videos because obviously no one's perfect. You're not going to create an entire course without making a little hiccup. Mm-hmm. So you can use those exact softwares as well or iMovie as well to um, edit your videos. And uh, then you render them to uh, a playable format that you like, MP4, MP3, uh, sorry, MP4 or uh, .wmv. Uh, AVI, whatever you'd like, and um, then you upload them to Thinkific. And it's that simple, just uploading them on there, and boom, there you go. 
Exactly. You're able to upload. You're able to do with Thinkific. You're able to do a bulk upload, so you're able to upload all your videos all at once, um, or you're able to upload them module by module. So you can say, okay, module run, module one. You put the name there. Module one. Let's say Friday night. Then you say upload video one point one. 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, and okay. then let's say module two, and you're able to structure them exactly how you'd like in different uh, modules with subsections as well. Okay, so I've sat there, I've got, I've, I've recorded the slides, I've got it all uploaded into Thinkific, everything's ready to go. Now, how, first of all, how do I collect payment? Do I use PayPal? What do you recommend in terms of getting payment? So everything with Thinkific is done through the platform itself. Uh, mm -hmm. They give you two options that you can use. You can use PayPal or Stripe. Uh, okay. What I recommend is that if you're using Thinkific, it's all taken care of for you. You just need to sync your PayPal and your Stripe accounts to Thinkific. Uh, if you're doing it on your own and deciding to host it on your own website or on your own membership area, then I do suggest that you have those two options because I've noticed in my experience in the, in the beginning, I only had PayPal. And I assumed everyone had PayPal and would use PayPal. Uh, and then I realized that people started asking me, do you take uh, Stripe? And uh, over the course of that time, I decided to integrate Stripe as well. And I realized it's almost a 50-50 split, if not more, in favor of Stripe. So uh, I do recommend that you put both options up there. Okay. So I've got my payment um, uh, process in place. I've got my product. Okay. How now do I get traffic to the course in other words i've got everything hosted on thinkific how am i supposed to now attract people to the course how do i get them to sign up and pay yeah so this is <laughs> the fun part so this yeah. is the reward that you have or the reward that you get for creating your course now now you can do the fun stuff you can do the marketing you can do the sales you can start seeing your course be sold you can start getting testimonials from people who are enrolling in your course mm -hmm. now this is a long-term play so what i suggest to everyone listening here it's a long-term game if you've created your first online course, and you don't currently have an audience, then this is something you're going to build over time. Now, we're going to talk about getting traffic. We're going to talk about building an email list and selling to the email list on webinars, etc. If you're creating an online course for an audience that you already have, which seems to be the case for you, Daniel, is that you want to tell your audience about it. So what I suggest you do is that you send them an email sequence. Um, what I teach in the course is an email sequence of about three to five emails that leads them into the sale. So uh, it's not just sending an email to your audience or making a post on Instagram saying, hey guys, I have a course, go buy it. Um, but it's more like a process that you're going to take them from where they are right now to the sale. And what I suggest you do to, to do that successfully and to make sure you sell you know, the highest conversion possible, whether you're you're doing this to your email list, uh, is to walk them through it. So you want to take them from understanding, you know, why this matters. Like, why does this course matter? Why does mm. it matter for your case, Daniel? Why does it matter to get featured? So you educate them over the course of one or two emails about why it matters by giving them some value and also describing what their life could be like after, you know, they started getting featured and how, what thing, what changes. And you start focusing on their dreams, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you walk them through that concept or that process and you transition to a sales pitch. So what I suggest, like I said, is three to five emails. You start off with value. You start off with explaining why this matters, why they should care. Uh, and you start getting them excited. So, you know, this sounds great. Then you transition to a sales pitch where you say, well, now I want to introduce for the first time ever my course uh, called XYZ, whatever the title is. Um, and you transition to that pitch where you explain you know, the benefits of the course, but not only just the benefits as in like what they will be getting, but also, you know, the features and what they're, what, what changes they can make because of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then you transition to full sales pitch emails, which links to a sales page, which again, you can make on, on Thinkific or wherever else you want. Um, so what I would do to summarize this is once your course is live, 
you want to create your sales page, right? Because you're going to make sales from your sales page. So the course is done. The course is launched. It's live on Thinkific. It's live on your website. It's live wherever you want it. Um, you create a sales page. Once your sales page is done, then you can write your email sequence, which will link to your sales page and will walk people through the sale, will educate them, will encourage them, will inspire them, motivate them, uh, and, and encourage them to go visit that sales page where they will then buy. Okay, so if I was listening to this conversation, Michael, I would be getting really excited, but at the same time, I'd be thinking, okay, so I put a, a weekend aside, I build this course, it's really exciting, but $59 or $49, $49, how many people are really going to sign? Like, okay, even if I get like 10 signups a month, it's only $500. Like, you know, how many people are really going to sign up to this course? So I guess what I'm asking you is, what would you say is a, is a feasible or likely um, amount of money that you can really earn by, by, uh, by doing this, by launching a course? Yes, that's a great, great question. It's something that I really want to to, to stop here and talk about because uh, I think when it comes to creating a course and creating something for the first time, it's a process. It's a long-term play. It's something that you say, okay, I'm going to start now and I'm going to start by making my first $500 a month, my first $1,000 a month. And it's something that I incorporated in, in my life as well. And there's really a big change of expectation. Um, and a lot of people who come to me are also people who uh, they really want to get started and they have different revenue streams and they want to add an extra couple thousand to their, uh, their, their bottom line, or they want to start a business on the side before they quit their job. And their goal is to get to that $1,000 a month mark. And that $1,000 a month mark is actually really important because when I first quit my job and I went to Thailand for the first winter, I've realized that there's a whole community, a whole world of people who are bootstrapping and starting their businesses and living off $1,000 per month in parts of the world where, you know, $1,000 a month will get you really, really far. Um, so you can live like, for example, in Thailand for a couple of months on $1,000 a month and live very, very well while you continue to build your business. Um, so I would say it's, it's not unreasonable within a few months to get to a point where you're you're selling about 20 courses a month and that's about eleven thousand dollars a year and i think if you can get to that point within your first year you're doing extremely well uh, and then it's a matter of building from there i mean building your email list building your audience getting collaborations doing joint ventures learning other ways of making sales and not only selling to your list but selling to other people's lists and the reason why that matters is because you know a lot of people who who might be listening saying you know i have a small email list i don't really have an email list at all um so what you can do to make a mind shift and to, to really see other ventures or uh, different avenues is to start reaching out to other people who have an audience that is very similar to yours and collaborating with them on a joint venture. And this is really where webinars for me came into play very well because you can start hosting, you know, a webinar for, you know, different people's audiences and different people's lists and selling to their list while building your email list because everyone who signs up jumps on your email list as well. Um, so you're, you're selling to other people's audiences. So even if you don't have your own, you could still make sales and, and do very, very well. Um, so it's just a matter of, you know, changing the way you look at doing business online, changing the way you think from, you know, that closed or uh, a fear based mindset by saying, you know, I don't have a website yet. No problem. We can use Thinkific. I don't have an audience yet. No problem. We can use webinars and sell to other people's lists um, and to, to a mentality of growth where you can see all these opportunities in different angles. So um, it's definitely something that's a long term play. But the, for the most important thing and the thing that I really want to strive to to make people to understand is that. It takes time, but if you start now, you'll get there faster than if you start 
later or if you mm. never get started. Yeah. Uh, so the most important thing is getting started. The most important thing and realizing that you need to make your first 500, your first 1,000 before you can make your first 100,000. Um, and most importantly, at the end of the day, you need to be satisfied with that because, you know, a lot of people, and this is something, a story I like to tell uh, very, uh, very often, is that, you know, a lot of people say, I want to make, you know, six figures. I want to make 100K. Mm. But they'd rather dream of making six figures and not doing anything about it and literally making zero dollars, <laughs> then get started and make, you know, $1,000 in their first year. Right. Where, you know, the $1,000 is still more than the zero. Um, but it, it's kind of yeah. hard to accept. So you really need to change your mentality and you need to, to look at it as, uh, as something that is going to take time, but something that's very doable and something that if I can do it and, and some, you know, Daniel can do it and other people can do it, then you listening can do it as well. So you need to, to give yourself permission. Uh, if you want to do it, you need to get started sooner than later. Uh, and, and to get started on a weekend is a great way, great way to get it done. I love it. So you've got a, uh, a course that you currently offer, which is basically the course of, of how to launch a course in a weekend. Uh, what is the price of that course? Right now, that course is on my website at $247, so you can get it for $247, and that's going to walk you through the entire process from Friday night to Sunday in the evening. Make sure that you create and launch your course in just that time, and then you're going to be able to look at Module 4, which comes right after that. It talks about building the entire business and building a long-term sustainable business around the course and uh, how to scale from there. So uh, people have been taking the course. People have been getting amazing results. People have been creating their course in a weekend. I've had students like Ilhan who um, has been paralyzed. He told me, I've been stuck for five years. He spent thousands and thousands of dollars on courses, but he was never able to complete them. He was a procrastinator, the classic case of procrastination. He was able to take the course and get it done in a weekend. And now he has a course that's finally launched. I have other students like Lucas who told me that, you know, he's taking other courses and he always gets stuck at the idea phase. He's like, mm. I can't take online courses because I don't have any ideas and <laughs> I can't even complete the course because I get stuck at the module one. We're coming up with an idea. And, you know, having that deadline of saying you only have X amount of time to come up with your idea and come up with the best possible idea you can have right now helped him get past that and he was able to create his course as well. Uh, so a lot of good stories coming out of it, a lot of good um, good success mm. stories from people who have been stuck or paralyzed or perfectionists and uh, procrastinators, all kinds, uh, getting, getting started in just a weekend. So uh, I actually have a mini version of that course that's up on my website for free where you can get started and it's a five-day email course that kind of introduces you to the topic, introduces you to the modules, introduces you to the entire concept and it's absolutely free like I said. So if you want to get started there with the mini version of the course, uh, you can just grab it at michaelcarbone.ca slash weekend. So michaelcarbone.ca slash weekend for the free version of the course. And of course that link will be in the show notes as well at Daniel Dan, uh, danielgeffen.com forward slash 57. And, and you know, just before we, we leave off, uh, this has been incredible, Michael. Uh, what I'm really excited about is that there's a lot of people who, for them, even just earning a, a thousand, like we said, a thousand dollars extra income a month, it's it's incredible because, again, remember, you're not actually doing anything to earn that money. So when we say a thousand dollars a month, that just literally comes into your bank account every single month without you having to do anything. And all you did was you invested a couple of hours one weekend and bam, you've now got an extra $1,000 a month you know, coming in. And it, it's not easy and it does take time. But imagine if you've got 10 courses, yeah, now you've got $10,000 a month coming in. And again, you don't have to do any work because once you've got your sales funnel, which I'm sure Michael goes through um, as well, right? 
and if, of course, and, right. So once you've got a sales funnel and once you've got everything on on automation, you could do what Michael does, which is travel the world or or don't travel the world. You know, do whatever the heck you want, and and there's money coming in. And it's so exciting, and and the, I think the biggest thing that I'm going to try and bash out of everybody's brains here is stop thinking it's too good to be true. Okay, stop. I know you're thinking it. I know you're listening and you're thinking, well, this is too good to be true. It's not because Michael's doing it. I'm doing it. A lot of people in my circle and in Michael's circles are doing it. We're living proof. The question you should ask yourself right now is why are they different to me? Why am I different to them? The answer is we're not different. We're just like you. And you can do it too. Michael, this yeah. has been incredibly practical. I hope my listeners have will take as much as I have from this. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brain. Thank you to all my fellow brain pickers. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.